This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. everybody to wrestling omakase um we have episode number 69 here uh no one wants to say nice nice i was pausing because i thought all of you were gonna say it well i didn't want to interrupt you like, they were like <laughs> guests on your show so it's I, like if it had been aaron i would have just like went right in but i was like we're on john's show we can't I'm just like, like interrupt them in their intro i'm just gonna pause and like pause for nice and then like everybody's like be respectful and say nothing. But yeah, so it's episode number 69. And nice. given the... <laughs> That's how I didn't pause. <laughs> All right, well, given the <laughs> given the uh, subject matter, people are going to think I did this on purpose. But I really didn't. Like, I put this... I saw my schedule. I saw there was a week between DDT Peter Pan and New Japan Power Struggle. And was like, hey, oh, do you want to take your um, your champion draft victory episode here? And he was like, sure. So it just kind of worked out this way that the 69th episode ended up being this one. So, folks, um, usually I do the introduction here. But really, the one who should be doing the introduction, the one who should be explaining why the fuck we're talking about this show, should be the 2018 Wrestling Omikaze draft champion. Mr. Jake, Mr. Ogan. Jake, first of all, did you expect to did you expect to win the the draft show? Yes. Okay. And so yeah. you, were not, you were not surprised when you won. And second question, from the moment we came up with that idea that the winner was gonna get to pick an episode, which this is all Mike Spears' fault, by the way, for asking why the winner didn't get anything. Did you think you were gonna do this? I believe I said in the draft of champions episode, um, I asked you if you'd ever seen FIP Everything Burns 2017. So <laughs> this was always is, the plan. I think that is correct, yes. And then what was the idea to bring the two Aaron's on? I, well, so I used to always harangue them about never talking about FIP on their show. Uh, oh, I see. So, and then the kind of the timing worked out, <laughs> I'll say, as like a farewell to <laughs> to Gabe. Gabe is, I suppose. Yeah. The timing is interesting here. For, like, again, another thing that was not... Like, when this was scheduled... The Everything Evolves was a current podcast on the Voice of Wrestling podcasting network. But as you probably heard by now, um, it is it just had its final episode. I believe they just went up that went up Tuesday, right? 
was it Monday? That was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. Okay. So it was yesterday as we're recording this, or two days ago, almost. So we're in the postscript here. We can talk to both errands um, after they put their episode up and have a few days to process. And I noticed both of you, I, I don't know, one of you on the account said that you wished people had interacted with the show more when it was actually around, which I thought yeah, was no funny. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. like more engagement in the last uh, day and a half than we have for the entire life of the podcast. It made me wonder like, okay, so like everybody acts like your dad, first of all. Yeah. And it's like, who, what well wishes would I get if I just announced that Omakase is dying? It's like being at your own funeral or something. Yeah, a lot of people uh, decided they needed to do a tweet saying that they would miss us and that they enjoyed the podcast. Uh, so I was I was touched by it. It was very sweet. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a lot. Um, do you have any any thoughts on 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 it after the after the last couple of days, or do you pretty much said everything you want to say on everything evolves, which you can still listen to, by the way, if you haven't heard it. Yeah, go check out the episode to get like all our thoughts uh, on on everything. I guess. Since then, it's mostly just been nice to realize that there were more people listening than we thought. Like a lot of people reached out, were like, "Oh, we listen to every episode," so that was great. Uh, a lot of people said they listen to every episode, even though they'd never watched Evolve. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. And, uh, yeah, I, I did not listen to every episode, but I listened to a, I listened to way more of your podcast than I ever watched Evolve Pro Wrestling. So yeah, that's like a huge compliment to me. So I, I really yeah. appreciate that. But it's just, uh, it's just highlighted to me that uh, there's this great community of of people who are out there and so i hope uh, aaron and i are talking about doing a, another show so i hope that comes together uh aaron yeah. Tabe, you got any thoughts yeah um well first i just want to say that it's great to be on wrestling omakase uh a show that a lot of people don't know this but the name was my idea oh yeah that's right i i, I actually always forget that too yeah i i <laughs> I feel that way. I feel like everyone has forgotten it, but um, it was an idea I had. So just um, it's great to be, you know, finally making my, my, my debut on the show. I hope you know, I'm excited <laughs> to fill out my Omakase ballot. Uh, yes. I thank you to everyone who voted for us to get a ballot. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, no. I did that. yeah, yeah, we won. We won. <laughs> I put up a poll. So for people who don't know, because so Jake um, was the one who nominated the two of them on the show. And as a joke, I was like, I'm going to put up a poll that says, should the Aarons get an Omakase Awards ballot? Because those of you who don't know what the Omakase Awards are, that goes out to every guest of the show in the year. They get, a, a, they get an awards ballot. It's like a closed poll. So I was like, should this count since it was Jake's pick to, for them to be guests? And here I am thinking, like, it's going to be 100% yes or, like, one no vote. And we got, like, seven no votes or something. <laughs> It was like 13, I think, actually, at the end. And I was like, yeah, yeah, who are these 13 people who hate the errands? But I the mean, it's, it's, still, it's still a landslide as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, as the as, 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 away from that is Aaron Taub never loses an election. I was just going <laughs> to say that. Yeah. 3-0, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, so yeah, no, it's it's been nice. A lot of people were very kind to us. Um you know, we heard from a couple, you know, Stokely Hathaway put out a nice tweet. We spoke with a couple other folks who are sort of WWN affiliated. We, um, you know, we um, we heard from like one dude in Turkey who was like, 
I've watched them all once, but love the show. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, cool. we've been trying to fight off like our shithead leader for 10 years. Like, I hope you guys like beat yours in the election. That was really sweet. That was like a really sweet expression of international solidarity. So yeah, that was that was cool. Um, yeah, does, is there anyone who's listening to the show who like doesn't know who we are? Probably not, right? Like, does well, it work? Is it even well, worth thinking like giving context? First of all, I re- I assume they're gonna like click on the description, but you're right, I right. shouldn't assume that. So, folks, they host everything evolves. That's I think I said that, but yeah, um, a podcast on this network who, um, you know, basically covered evolve. I mean, I don't know what else. <laughs> is. It just ended, so that's it is kind of funny with the t- how the time worked out. But it covered. It also was very leftist. It was like the most leftist wrestling podcast you know, probably in history. I don't know. So that's kind of what you guys are known for, I guess. Um, and I don't know. You can check out the full archive and check out the final episode from two or two days ago, which you just called the end, which isn't that, wasn't that a name of like an evolved team? Yeah. It's just a clever idea we had. It's uh, the name of a future all Japan tag team. So you better learn them pretty quick, John. Oh yeah, they're in the they're in the they're in the World Tag League. I totally forgot. And they're kind of on this show that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But yes. So, evolve. Everything evolves is no more. Apparently, they're working on something else, which is cool. Um. It took sixty nine episodes to get the guy who named the podcast on the podcast. Which is kind of funny. You you guys did come up repeatedly in the in the poll, like that not the poll, the uh the feedback thing I did, where people were like, "Why are why haven't the Aaron's been on yet?" And I was like, "I don't know. It just I don't really watch Evolve, so I didn't really have any reason to have you guys on for Evolve." And then like I kept trying to get you guys on for like New Japan or something because I know you both watch it. Yeah, then, it just like, didn't work out. Like I'm, I was, it was like a. The state pri- I was it was like right around the time of the state primaries, I think, with um when Julia Salazar was running for state senate. I was like doing get out the vote stuff. Yeah, and um, on top of that, A A B was like super fucking I think you were like super burned out since you won this year, you told me. Yeah, I haven't watched any New Japan since like I don't know, night eleven of G one. Yeah. I mean we could have done stardom, I guess, but Tavi doesn't watch that, so he comes you in, I, yeah. You and I could have done it, basically. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so here we are doing FIP Everything Burns 2017. And God intended. <laughs> Jake, why did you like pick this show? Just explain it to us. I just think it's funny. I like. I don't know. Like it's like it. It's hard to call it notoriously bad because I don't know how many people actually watched it the first time around. Yeah, notoriously uh, needs to be notorious. So. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's a funny wrestling show. It there's is. a lot to talk about. Almost nothing happens, but there's a lot to talk about. It's funny and it's also brutally bad. But like, I it like if a show is going to be brutally bad, at least it could be funny bad. Like if I'm going to sit here and suffer, at least it should be funny. And this show is certainly funny. Like I don't know, WWE pay per views are just brutally bad and just like make you question every decision you ever made in life that resulted in you watching this show. Whereas this was like, well, this was really bad, but it's like, I'm enjoying myself at how bad this is, basically. It, it's an indie wrestling show where for 40 minutes, there's not like a wrestling match. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I, I, that was the one thing I was. I, I had no context, folks, for what to expect. I had no idea. Did either of you two, Aaron's? Did you guys have any idea what the show was like? I actually watched the show when it happened live. I think I stopped midway through. I think I stopped during the hooligans match because I was like, I can't anymore. Um, and then I like came back and watched some of the main events. So I'd seen like maybe like like two thirds of the show before when it happened because like the context of this right was it was right when um, Flow Slam was like just getting going. I guess like Flow Slam started in like in. December, I think. December, right. So this was like the first live show on Flow Slam. It was not the first live show. This was the first. It was like like three weeks into Flow Slam. This was the big, you know, we're paying you for X number of shows a month. What can you give us other than Evolve? Yeah. It's like, well, what if we reboot FIP? And (laughs) at the time, it was like kind of exciting because it was like, oh, like Gabe Sapolsky is going to be booking FIP. It's going to be all this young and up and coming talent. It's going to be on Flow Slam. It's exciting. And like, it's going to be like, you know, edgy. I mean, it once they started with the edgy, you could kind of probably see it was going to go badly because um, they had this whole Twitter campaign where they were like posting like F yeah, FIP. Yeah. Um, and that, so that's kind of why they're just like swear, like why... Timothy Barr is just the ring announcer just constantly swearing on the show because it was like, we're edgy now. Like our brand is we're edgy and we're using all these like up and comers kind of like it almost sort of like um, the WWE's version of ECW in like the mid aughts. Right. And it's kind of funny because when you look back at the show, like there are a lot of guys who became indie stars on it. Yeah. Right. Like you look at this roster and it's just like, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's Darby, Darby Allen, Allen became a star, Desmond Xavier, Sammy Callahan, uh, I guess, Sammy, Callahan, and Sammy Guevara is on this show. Future, future DDT star, Jason, the gift Kincaid. Right. Perot, Martin Stone, like this, like kind of like, it's a pretty impressive roster for such a dumb show. I think most of the people you just named are not back on the second one though. <laughs> right, right. It just like immediately falls apart. Right. Um, they did they spent the whole show building the Uncle Uncle John's friends um angle, right? Which we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. And then like it never paid off, it never progressed. That was the end of it. That's that's the good shit. It's such it's a perfect relic of like a certain period of like, you know, WWN and the indie wrestling scene um and then it just like falls apart immediately it, like there's no kind there it, it's a moment in time that stands alone it was it was also like a really great precursor to it becoming obvious that Gabe just took flow slams money <laughs> because it's like it's like oh i i booked this place outside when it, apparently it's cold according to the uh, oh, commentary. Yeah, they, they, I, I can never, tell you explain this. You I can explain this. Yeah, about the fucking weather on this show. They will oh. not shut the fuck up about it. So you okay. So originally it was supposed to be in the Orpheum, which is where they normally run. Sure. Uh, but I guess the Orpheum like double booked itself or something. So they had to use the venue across the street, which is like an open ceiling greenhouse. 
On like January seventh. January twenty eighth. Did they come back here though? Because I thought the pl- I thought I saw the plants again. Yeah, they used this venue in when it got a little warmer a couple times. Yeah, I just remember. I remember a lot of tweets about the plants. The plants are really what makes it, and really exposes that like that Gabe was taking floor slams money and just and laughing all the way to the bank. Because in the, so in the later shows at the this venue, whatever it is, the plants have grown more, so they're like kind of in the ring too. <laughs> that, that's incredible. Uh, the Ivy Astoria Event Center. They that's where this is apparently taking place. So. I mean, <laughs> I I definitely remember the Twitter campaign. I remember FIA, FIP or whatever. Didn't he shout about how it's not going to be PC? Wasn't that something? I thought I could have sworn I remembered that. That sounds right. Like the show begins with a content warning. Yes, it's like we're wa- we're about to watch a video from the Proud Boys, baby, or something. Like, it's very weird. And the show. So after the mature audience warning, like the first thing you see is some plants. And a lot of people just unexplained fighting. Like that's I've never seen a weirder open to a wrestling show. This is supposed to be a reboot of FIP, right? Like your introduction to a new promotion. Like this is supposed to be for first time fans. And the first thing you see is a bunch of people fighting for no explained reason. Just all over the ring, all over the ringside area, like fifty people. I mean, not fifty, like twenty people. And it's like it's it's every it's every guy who's booked on the show. And also yeah. Sue Young is there despite not wrestling on the show at all. <laughs> like what I, I don't know. I what the fuck was this? I don't understand. Well, this is the winner gets the contract fight for all match, which to get the, so there's a woman standing in the ring and she's holding a contract, and to get the contract you have to get to her and ask for it, and then she gives it to you. <laughs> So despite it being very easy to win, and most of the time there's someone standing in the ring by themselves, like waiting to do a dive, not asking for the contract, <laughs> the match is eventually won by Teddy Stigma, who walks in the ring and yeah, asks I know, for the I, contract. Like this, this show is a weird mix of guys like, like folks, I don't watch a lot of American indie wrestling. I think you probably know that about me if you're a regular listener. But there, you know, I've heard names. I've been, I went to the AEW show and. I don't know. I occasionally see people pop up here and there. So this show is like a weird mix of like half guys that I definitely know of and have heard of and have maybe seen wrestle and half guys. I have no fucking idea. I've never heard of these people in my life. And Teddy Sigma is definitely the latter. I have no idea the fuck that is. Who is Teddy Sigma? Somebody tell me. No idea. Winner of the first ever winner gets the contract fight for all match. I, I don't know. He didn't do anything after wait, this. Wait, 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 Jake. You don't know who it is. I don't know who Teddy Stigma is. No. I just wow. asked that you would know all of these people. Like you're the Mr. FIP. I just kind of like. All right. Well, according I was, like, to waiting for you to jump in. Board with barbed wire on it. I don't know. Like what according to Cage Match, he's had one match in 2018 in something called Fight the World Wrestling. Which oh, that's free. up by me, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's like, up by us. Like sometimes they do double headers with Evolve. Well, this show took place in Land Lakes, Florida, oh. um, mm. and that was in February. That was his only oh. show listed. Um, so I don't know if he retired or if he is just wrestling in promotions that are so tiny. Cage Match doesn't give a shit. Um, so here's his his one review on Cage Match. It's from HHH Pedigree. Who wrote on November 13, 2013? <laughs> Not bad. He knows how to wrestle and he has a nice technique. Gave him a sex. There you go. That's Teddy Stigma, everybody. 
according to HHH pedigree. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was fucking weird. Sue Young, Sue Young was like there, and no one ever really explained why. The announcers were just like reading all these names of reps. Like, just <laughs> that was the experience. Was looking at plants, um, looking at Sue Young, listening to the announcer read off every fucking name in this match one after another. Like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, okay, and just watching people like not just kind of brawl listlessly. And yeah, I don't know. The ring announcer, like when Teddy got in the ring, the ring announcer acted like she wanted to fuck him, which was weird. Like she that's not the very... ring announcer. That's just she's just like a valet who was there. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't... But she was the guy. She was the same woman who was there with the ring announcer guy the entire show, right? No, no. The, the person oh. who was with um, Timothy Barr was uh, Casey Lennox, I think. So they're two. They're two different. Two different people. Yeah, yeah. So this, this, this was so- Mila. Mila was only there for the winner gets the contract. <laughs> so she was only there to hand this person a contract. That's yeah, it. yeah. Okay. But in a sexy okay. way, you could tell that there yeah. was tension between her and uh, and Teddy Stiggs. So and who? Then, who think, yeah. Who do you think got paid more, Sue Young or the contract person? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Sue Young had to spit mist. I assume she. And she did a dive too. That. I mean. Yeah. Do a dive. Sue Young is awesome, by the way. I'm Team Sue Young. I've seen of the of the two matches I've seen her in, I enjoy her. They're both in uh both in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Um but yeah, so that and then was I, I was thinking, oh maybe Sue Young will have a match later. Ha ha! She did that. <laughs> so <laughs> so she's she's the only person in this fucking match that didn't have a match later. So that was a troll on me. She never appeared again, actually. She missed and just left. Huh? It was too cold. It is too cold. They they yeah, would tell you that. Wedding dress. They told you that maybe like she stripped off her wedding dress to her bra and panties, which yeah, forty five degree weather outside seemed pretty bad. But um I guess that was because they're edgy that she was stripping. But yeah, um that was the weirdest show I think I've ever seen. And certainly the weirdest opening to a reboot. So there you go. Um, the after that, a the who I, I'm never gonna Timothy Barr, I guess he got in the ring and said, "I'm just gonna get, directly quote him after that incredible mess." How about that, ladies and gentlemen? The new FIP. Let me be the first to say, "Holy shit!" And he delivered just like that. I mean, I might have actually sounded too 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 authentic there, and. Then he announced that he he could never do those moves, quote unquote. And there you go. Then another man with curly hair showed up for more talking. Um, he that's, basically, uh, I think that's uh, Weevil the Evil Whittaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, could barely understand what he was saying because the audio is not mixed in. Of course, it's just over the house mic. Um, he said something about how we all deserve a punishment. I remember thinking, no, I actually deserve a reward for watching this show. And then there was like a match for some reason. Um, Alexander Rudolph, no idea who that is, and Billy Barboza, who does not have a cage match profile. Uh, this was a match. <laughs> Which one was the hairy one? Was that Rudolph? Rudolph, yeah. Bill, so he- Billy Barboza is with Weevil. His whole thing is like he's got. It's kind of like a Hong Kong fooey gimmick where he's got like a book with a list of moves in it and he'll like stop mid-match to like pick a move to do 
and it always costs him because it takes too long. Sounds pretty stupid. Yeah, and, and he hadn't had time to clean off the mist from his <laughs> face yet, from the the opening. Oh, he was the one who got misted. That's right. Reverse battle royal. Or um, I, the, the thing I wrote down for this, the main note I wrote down for this match was the hairy guy gave the ball guy a front back rake, I guess you could call it. Like he took his nails and just like raked it along his chest. And the bald one decided to sell this by like looking up at the heavens, pausing, and then just saying, ah, and I was very, I was very entertained by the way he chose to sell this move. Uh, also, this manager like picked the picked his opponent's nose and then ate it, which was really fucking gross. Like, who wants to eat another man's boogers? Uh, yeah, this this was, and then the ball guy like, talking for like a long fucking time. That was the theme. If there was anything on the show that I was not expecting, because I you know I didn't really know anything that was on it, was just how much talking there was going to be. Like, I had no clue that there was just going to be, you know, like I think of a US indie show. I think of a bunch of matches and Gabe apparently decided we're going to stand out the new FIP by just having people talk a lot. And yeah, I thought this was like the worst match of all time. It was really terrible. I liked Weevil Whittaker. I thought he was kind of funny. He reminded me of like, you know, like, uh, I guess it's maybe Billy Madison. Yeah. It's Billy Madison. The guy who is played by, um, the guy who plays Josh Lyman in West Wing, you know, that character. Um, yeah, he was, like, kind of funny and ironic. I feel like I, I, I liked Weevil Whitaker because I felt like he acted the way that I would act, like, if I were in his playing his role. Representation is so important. Representation is very important. We say that all the time. Well, we used to say it on our old show that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I was into Weevil Whitaker, um, but the match the match wasn't very good. For a joke that literally zero people will get, uh, Weevil Whitaker reminded me of John Calvin Abney. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Like, um, no one who listens to this will get that, but it was for me. Can you explain it? He's just a musician who he looks like. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> wow, it's a tough explanation. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Google him. You'll I think see he's it. from Oklahoma. That name yeah. sounds familiar. Oh, connection. Yeah, What's yeah. his name again? John Calvin Abney. I feel like I've seen him Calvin before. Maybe Abney. he plays with John Moreland a lot. Oh, he does look like Weevil Whitaker, right? And he looks like the guy from Silicon Valley. I don't know what that is. The TV show on HBO. <laughs> Tom. He looks like Thomas Middleditch as well. They all look alike. Congrats, John Tom. Calvin Abney, Thomas Middlebitch, <laughs> Weevil Whitaker. Google, Google image search this shit. It's all there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Any, any other thoughts on Alex Rudolph and Billy Barboza? No. I still, don't, I still don't know which is which. Barboza had the mist on his face. Okay. I, I, I mean, I know that they're two different humans. I just don't remember which had which name. So. Um. Yeah, this this sucked. <laughs> thoughts on it? <laughs> That's where you're going wrong, John. It ruled actually. <laughs> I mean, I will never forget the way he sold that front back rake. That See? was really that was really good. So that's but, good. It's good. Yeah. Um. After this, so here's where I get get the show takes a turn, folks. Um. 
the real first star of the show gets back on the fucking stick. First Timothy of all, Barr, like you've never seen him before. First of all, um, I get informed by Timothy Barr that FIP has taken the rule book and thrown at the fucking window. And I was like, okay. And he said, fuck again. Can I can I add that he also said no rules and no fucking mercy. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down like five Timothy Barr quotes. Yeah, there's a lot. In my notebook. There's a apparently there's no so folks, this means like there's no DQs, no countouts. There's not even any rope breaks, which is really stupid. It's like why don't you just Well people go for rope breaks on this show too. <laughs> it's really no one told the wrestlers, apparently. But there's no rope breaks. Um but yeah, so Sammy Callahan comes out, which is always a great way to improve my mood and make me like a show. Uh, he and Dave Crest are out here for another match against Desmond Xavier and Sammy Guevara. Um, <laughs> so before this match can begin, Darby Allen comes out for no real reason. Um, everybody in the ring just kind of stands there cursing each other for a while, which I thought was a really funny moment. And then Darby asks everyone if they know Uncle John. Now, this apparently became a meme. I definitely saw this meme on Twitter. Someone else tweeted this too, and and like they were like, I had no idea what this meme meant until I watched the show just now. I don't know. Was that one of you guys? I think that, it was. <laughs> yeah. Like I had no idea what that meant either. I just one of those things I'm like, oh, I don't this is a reference I don't get, but apparently it's been a reference to this show all this time. Um so Sammy and Dave both say they do know Uncle John and they all beat the shit out of uh Desmond you left out something very important here. Sorry, go ahead. And that is that Desmond claims to know who Uncle John is and then says, was that that girl we double teamed last oh night to God. Sammy Guevara? Very, very, uh, very enlightened progressive wrestler. <laughs> yeah, but then that, uh, who's the other person in the ring? I forget now. Sammy Guevara. Doesn't Sammy Guevara say, no, wait, wasn't it that dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> taking the mic away. Uh, very, really selling the angle, Desmond and Sammy. Yeah, really dedicated to it. Um, but yeah, they all beat them out, and we don't get an actual match here. This takes this takes so much longer than our, my description might make it sound. And the announcers now, of course, to be clear, are, are you supposed to know what Uncle, who Uncle John is or what that means? Yeah. No, you are not. And the announcers are helpfully helpfully tell you that if you want to know what this means. There's a video on the FIP YouTube that you could watch. Why the fuck didn't they just play this video on the show? Did, can anybody answer this for me? They played that... the video all night, too. Like, every time Uncle John's Friends does something, they mention that you can watch the video. And they mentioned at one point it's 30 seconds long, so why the fuck didn't you just play it on the fucking show? Yeah, that's like classic Gabe, like none of the cool evolved mini docs. I mean, they would be like at the start of the show as you were waiting for the stream to start or during intermission, but they would never play it like as part of the show proper. Well, did they scream about it on every single segment about it? Oh, they'd be like, oh, there was a mini doc where this happened, but you don't uh, get to see it. Okay, well, it's a good, good call, Gabe. Very good call. Um, but yeah, so there's no match here. It's the important thing. And then we get a, another match is supposed to start. Um, first of all, I was so happy to see Cade. I love that man. He's wonderful in DDT. He played a Hokkaido River, River God a couple weeks ago. It was, it was so great. Uh, basically, he was the first thing on the show I was happy to see. I guess other than Sue Young. And 
It's like, wow, here he is before his trip to Japan that changed his life and changed mine. So um, he comes out. Jason Cade comes out. You have Jason Kincaid and Jason Cade. Luckily, luckily they look nothing alike, so it's not that hard. to keep. Although one of them does say, I think one of the announcers calls one of them the wrong name at some point. It's like one's a skinny white man and one's a, like a black guy. It's not really that hard to tell them apart. Um, but then Uncle John's friends return for some reason. And as we're supposed to have a three-way match for A.R. Fox and the the two Jasons, uh, A.R. Fox informs us that the he also is a friend, knows Uncle John, John's friend. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, so also, like, at this point, the crowd is, like, losing patience with all of this. Like, this is when the hecklers really start kicking in and, like, start begging everyone in the wrong. It's like, please just say yes when he asks you about Uncle John. <laughs> like, can you imagine that you're, you're, you went to a fucking indie wrestling show with, like, 50 people there? And it might be, that might be generous, honestly. 50 is generous. Like, yeah, it's probably more like 20. And they just have it, like, who the fuck expects to go to some indie show for tw- with 20 people and have, like, show-long storylines and fucking 40 minutes of talking but you're forgetting the best part that okay. this is all happening and it's 45 degrees outside. <laughs> like, inside. like you're sitting outside in a weird alley with these space eaters freezing your ass off as there's like three straight segments where the same exact thing happens in a row. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's so good. And then Darby, Darby Allen grabs. There was this woman in the crowd that begins her begins her run here of heckling loudly, and you can hear her much more clear than you hear Darby Allen on the mic. It has to be said. So. I also think it's clear that Darby is not taking this seriously either. Yeah, yeah Darby doesn't give a fucking shit. Darby does not fucking care at all. Like he's delivering these lines with a look on his face, like this is fucking stupid. But they're paying me, so whatever. So, Darby, like, I, I can imagine, like, if you ask him about this now, he probably doesn't even remember it. Well, I think so. Oh, he remembers person that he knows, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this was his idea. What I love is that the first time I maybe missed this, like, it might have happened a long time ago. But the first time that he asked somebody if they know Uncle John, he's like, "Do you know Uncle John?" He like barely says it, so like, nobody has any clue what he's saying. It rules. Yeah, um, I mean, he looks like he might be on some substances, honestly, and it is pretty cool. Um, I believe he's yeah. straight edge. Huh? What's that? I believe he's straight edge. Oh, okay. Well, I apologize, Darby Allen. Then you look Me like and Darby Leon Ruff. It's quite a group. Um, wow. So maybe that's just how we. When you're like Darby Allen, like I guess sober. <laughs> You don't need to take any drugs, so that's fine, I guess. Um, so what? So this three-way match does not happen. The second straight match doesn't happen. We're like 30 or 40 minutes without a, without a match here. One of the announcers yells, can we watch some goddamn wrestling? <laughs> Which I almost lost it when he said that. <laughs> and it's like, this is what you're trying to... Like, the heat is what? On Uncle John's friends for not letting you watch a wrestling match, I guess. But like... It's twenty seven. It's like January twenty seventeen. So like everybody, I mean, of course, everybody always knows wrestling is fake. But like, this is the kind of thing where like 
Nobody is like, oh, those dastardly friends of Uncle John not letting us watch a wrestling match. Especially people subscribing to this shit. They're just like, oh, Gabe, this is really stupid. We want to see a match. Uh, and the people there are probably like, we're freezing to death. Can we, can we just see a wrestling match? Enough of this stupid angle. So I don't know. Like this is like it's not it's not gonna work in a with a 2017 flow slam audience. So I don't know. What do you guys think of the Uncle John run of two straight non matches? It's funnier in retrospect. Like at the time, I was like, okay, is this gonna be a wrestling show? And and also it's like funny because once they once they actually like it's funny that the show is like cut in half where it's like. There's a half of like weird Uncle John's friends bullshit, and then there's like a half of like wrestling, and then yeah. it's like, um, but when they start the wrestling again, you keep waiting for like another weird run in or something like dumb to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like watching a good match, and you're just like, oh, like what even is that? You know, when is like some weird shit gonna happen? Um, and I guess in retrospect, having expected something stupid i'm like oh yeah this is so stupid this is this is that good shit so yeah i'm a big the best part of the whole uncle john storyline is in the main event where ar fox just goes uncle uncle john's fucking friends bitch (laughs) and it's like it's just a great moment for everyone so yeah i thought it was all great this is my opinion this is the part where i tweeted i'm gonna get out for this so I clearly wasn't enjoying it, but it's funnier to talk about in hindsight, I guess. I am going to get you for this, though. Don't worry. Don't know how. You're pretty far away. <laughs> Does anybody have any thoughts on Uncle John? I don't know. Uh, it rules. No. Okay. My only thoughts really are that... Um, so we were in town for WrestleMania, and I had the FIP tailgate party. And we slept in and missed out on seeing Uncle John's friends live. That's really all I've got. <laughs> By the way, Uncle John's friends did not get a cage match profile for their stable or team. So it's really unfortunate. That's disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Um, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> the up next, we actually have a wrestling match. Um, Ari, Aria Blake? Aria Blake? I don't know. It's Aria. Okay, Aria Blake defeats Priscilla Kelly. Um, this was like, I don't know, this was fun. It started out with Kelly like almost breaking her opponent's neck on a fucking backdrop, which was funny. Like she just, she's just like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna play Masawa, and you play. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? But that's what she decided to do: just drop her on her neck. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was I was enjoying this a lot actually, and then. Kelly rolled her up in like a minute, or Blake rolled her up in like a minute and one. I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm not allowed to to like a wrestling match on this show. Um, well, then, then Kelly, what, what? I said, well, then what happens? Yeah, then Kelly. So I, I think I tweeted something like, hopefully these people are friends of Uncle John. And you replied to me like, John, I've got some bad news or something. And I was, and then, yes, Priscilla Kelly also is a friend of Uncle John. And... Right. They're about to help her win. She just loses and then says, oh, you're going to regret that because I know Uncle John. Yeah. And that's... 
and they all beat up they all beat up the girl and then uh but then the four men who had their matches ruined uh Desmond the Cades and Sammy Guevara they all run out to make the save and it's like here comes the alliance to end Uncle John Mania so I guess we have an impromptu eight man tag in the main event I was really hoping that none of the people involved in the non matches would actually have a match <laughs> I thought that would have been the dumbest possible thing, so that's what I was rooting for, but it didn't happen. That would have been a really good use of Flow Slab's money. <laughs> yeah, <I would> have... <laughs> flying all those guys out for night one of the weekend to do a uh, style battle. <laughs> and, uh... yeah. yeah, this is the same weekend style battle started, right? Yes. That's funny. Style battle. Season one, episode one was yeah, baby. before this. I'm more of a season two fan, really. <laughs> Um, it was okay. So then a man in a suit came out here for more talking. Um, he, he, who the fuck? Can someone give me a name on this guy? I have no idea who this was. Dante anyway. Brown. Okay. So Dante Brown, some man, basically, he slowly and awkwardly delivers a line I haven't seen a pile of crap this big since visiting an elephant manure factory in South Africa last week. Like, it was the weirdest, like, slowest delivery of this like insult. I was like, what? That was so good. I was like, what the fuck? Why are you like very manure factory? Very calmly insulting everyone. It was very weird. Um and then he we reveal he's like some kind of gambler and he's gonna bet on Austin Theory to win this match. He's he starts trying to get random audience members to bet on Austin Theory's opponent. And it's like uh, okay, I don't I don't know what's going on here. And then Amber Young, who I guess is Anthony Henry's manager, agrees to to cover this bet. That's like, like that's Anthony Henry's shoot girlfriend, right? I believe so. Yes. Like I think I saw her show up and evolve when the when the workhorseman won the titles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was um, working the uh, like taking tickets at, uh, at in New Orleans as well, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, oh no, I'm thinking of something else. I was thinking of Dirty Daddy's. Uh, girlfriend was taking tickets in Chicago. That involved you weren't there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was not. So I, I'm like vaguely like I've heard of. Uh, I guess I've heard of Anthony Henry. Kind of. I don't. I don't really know anything about him. Austin Theory. I feel like I've heard of repeatedly, and he's like you know a guy I've always going to end up building around for a while or whatever. And I feel like my time has finally come to say, Austin Theory is like one of the dumbest names in wrestling history. You see, but he's he's unproven. He's that is seriously one of the dumbest fucking names. Do you get it I, now? I, I I got it. It's just really fucking stupid. <laughs> also, his, I want to say that his gear at this point in his uh, career dreadful. Oh, yeah, I mean, I when <laughs> I watched, said like unproven on his butt. It was it was it was great. Yeah. I have to admit that it took me like three months to get the joke. Yeah, he like had to spell it out in one of the evolved mini docs before I was like, oh, like the hypothesis, the theory. Can we talk about Austin Theory's uh, goatee? His little soul patch thing? Yeah, I had never seen that. It blew my mind. Why well, he doesn't have, I guess he doesn't have that in Evolve, huh? Yeah, so like I was also surprised because I, I hadn't really seen him until Evolve when he had the long hair. And so I was like, oh, he grew his hair out on purpose to look like that. We had like the Baron Corbin look. Oh, I see. Now he has short hair. So, um, 
Just but I don't know if this. I don't know if this match was like a an accurate showcase of current Austin Theory, but it wasn't. He wasn't very impressive. This match is okay, and he's, he he is way better now. I will say that. Um, but okay. uh, I don't know. I the, I mean, the ring announcer said it. It was the match of the year. Yes, that what well, that was this match. Is what you said that about? I didn't even. Not a couple, but I mean yeah. this. This was the first one that he declared a potential match of the year were it not for the interference at the end. I mean, this match basically, like, to me, summed up that U.S. Indie, like, some moves are happening, people kick out of them, there's really nothing interesting, and there's, like, no discernible story, which is just not a style I like, but I understand a lot of other people like it. But, yeah, it's just really, like, you know, some guys did some moves, and then somebody won. Oh, there's a distraction finish. I should have mentioned that. But also, also, when we talk about the moves, there were some good moves. Anthony Henry did a Spanish fly off the second rope, like just like in the middle of the ring area. That was great. Sure. Cool moves, I guess. Yeah, there were some cool moves in this. It was smooth. This was good. I enjoyed this. AT, let me do my my bit here. Yeah. I, uh, I have this bit, or I had this bit, R.I.P., on everything evolves that Timothy Barr is like a MAGA Chud poster. And uh, I think this show really like plays into that a lot. Yeah. Oh, that was a bit, but it was, but it was true. Mm. That's it. That, that's all. <laughs> okay. all I have to you vindicated. No, the, the crazy ring announcer thing, like they build this show after like he is an angle, right? So, like, he just says weird, stupid things and starts, like, disrespecting uh, Casey, like, his co-host, I guess. Um, and eventually, like, I, I forget what he says that's shitty, but then, like, the crowd turns on him and starts booing him, and then she slaps him, and then he leaves, and then he becomes, like, a manager, and I forget who he manages as, like, a wrestler. But, they like, the ring announcer is an angle. They pay that off. You know? Oh, right. You just got to hang in there for like six you shows. something off. <laughs> um, all I know about him here is he... So this is the first time he says like something's the match of the year. This was like... Was this really like a big deal on Twitter at the time? I vaguely remember this. Uh, so the actual thing that he says that kind of blew up as weird and shitty was there's some match that he says is like more hard-hitting than, than some lousy Shibata headbutt or whatever. Oh. That's the one that that got him in trouble. <laughs> I remember a lot of people talking about the like, uh, this was better than that Okada Omega shit. I remember people talking about that at the time. Because this is like three days after that. I think this is post that Observer where it gets, you know, six Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a, that's a hilarious extra bit of context that I hadn't quite processed was that this is four days after Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Well, you know, you gotta you gotta go after somebody, I guess. If Wrestle Kingdom is like the entree, I, I mean, this is a great dessert. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's a distraction finish. Um, the the gambling man with the talking about the manure factory, just like, what the fuck he does? What does he do to distract Anthony Henry? He just like exist. I don't. Remember. I don't remember. I, I watched <laughs> the show twice. Or this, and I don't remember what he did. <laughs> All I remember is he's apparently from ACW. Right? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Because they mentioned that again when Pero 
like Perro's the champion of it. I have no clue what that is. It's American Combat Wrestling. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a little fucking respect like for ring. the WWN universe. Okay. Yeah. They they have a ring in like a mall like concourse and they wrestle in a mall. Jake, have you watched ACW? Jake has watched every show. It was on Flow Slam. It was like I'm paying for this shit. Why not? So I watched. You are so cool, yeah. man. I love Jake. So they, so this is like another promotion. Yes. Yeah. ACW. Okay. Is is are, is their logo like on the fucking logo for the WrestleMania thing this year? Probably. Maybe that was the I one that, that was. So. It might be, but I don't think so. I don't I mean, look, because I'm curious. I, I remember there was like one logo on there. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What does that have to do with anything? They're not actually running a show. Is uh, it the one? No. I, I could have sworn it was there. But no, maybe it's not. Start the experience. Uh. Maybe it was on like that fucking. Like when they sent out that direct mailing thing, Gabe loves his loves his direct mailers. Could have sworn it was on there, but man, I'm just going insane. <laughs> going crazy. Anyway, crazy I think I think yeah. we, we can keep moving. Yeah, I just I really want to. <laughs> yeah, so existence in ACW, right? And goes goes collect with Amber Young, who says, "Yeah, I don't have any money," uh, and <laughs> says, "You like threatens to like have sex with her, right?" <laughs> Yeah, he basically yeah, like yeah, there's yeah, other yeah. ways. There's other ways you could uh pay your debt. And it's like, oh, this is charming. Uh, that like a, it's a real it's a real porn scene of like an angle. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I don't recall her I mean, not that I would know, but I've never otherwise seen her involved in wrestling. So I just love the idea of Anthony Henry selling her on uh on doing this angle before the show. <laughs> No, it's going to be great. <laughs> She's got that great accent. I, mean, I know they're like from what Georgia or whatever. Um, somewhere down south. But she has like a very southern accent. Mm. Well, I guess I that's what happens when you're from the south. Um, so yeah, this, this was all right, I guess. After that, the FIP Heritage title match. Okay, so Martin Stone and John Davis. They wrestle for approximately one minute, and Martin Stone stops to start talking some more. Yeehaw! More chatting. You gotta respect that move. Like an hour into a show with barely any wrestling, like deciding to stall and talk like twice. I think during this match, I thought it happened three times. But you could be right, could be two. Either way, it was like he, I definitely know he grabbed a mic and like complained some more, and I was just like. This is where I was like, please, can someone just kill me so I don't have to watch the rest of this show? It picked up a little bit from here, thankfully, but like, it was just so much fucking talking on this show. Okay, we have to, we have to. I uh, don't reflect. watch Raw for a fucking reason. I don't want to hear people talk. We have to reflect on John Davis being an absolute legend, though. <laughs> yeah, give us the line, AB. So, Martin Stone is doing like the British wrestling is like the real wrestling. We got to do uh, something else. And uh, John Davis's response is, why don't you get in this ring and suck on my American nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John Davis. The king. And that breaks up, that that of course brings a USA champ because sure. I think it also I think it also led to a suck his dick chant. I think it was the second <laughs> suck his dick chant. In my notes, it's 
I, I think the first one came a moment ago with that angle we were just talking about with Dante oh, Brown. Lovely. Because my notes, it just says, second suck his dick chant of the night. <laughs> this was a this was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> everything about this. Then we're then we did like a standing ten count for, or something. What did he do? He hit him with a chain, right? Yeah. So the finish is uh. So yeah, basically Martin Stone's doing kind of like it almost sort of like a Nigel McGuinnessy two thousand five British guy gimmick of like we got to do the right British pure wrestling, but then he like cheats oh, and hits you with the foreign. <laughs> What? That accent was amazing. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been to England, so I can't do it so good. Um, so anyway, he's but he cheats all the time, right? And anytime you know, you know, Davis starts winning, he's like, "That's not wrestling, that's judo." It was pretty good. I enjoyed this. In any event, oh, I fucking um, I fucking hated it. But the the match ends with um, basically, uh, they have like a good sequence where um. Stone brings in a chain. He misses a couple times. Davis avoids, but then he like hits Davis with the chain. He like kicks him in the nuts, and then he hits him with the chain again, and he knocks him out for a ten count. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, so Martin Stone's in NXT now. I don't even know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, U six. Yeah, tag team partner. Johnny Oni Larkin. John, Johnny John Davis is not in NXT. He's just around, I guess. Um, but yeah, in- so where is he? Sorry, John Davis injured. Oh. Injured. Okay, that was in a WWE on alert. At come on, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, we had the FIP tag team titles, the Hooligans of Devin Cutter and Mason Cutter defeated Dreden and Paro. Um, so Paro's half of the end, right? Yes. Okay. No, he's one third of the end. Yes, correct. Oh, okay. And he's he's also they they mentioned the ACW champion. They tell us that repeatedly during this yeah. match. And I'm like, okay, I don't even don't not even sure what that is, but it's he it's a thing, and he's the champion of it apparently. And I got yeah, he, I got like he earned him a spot in the WWN six way title match. Wow. Um, For the first WWE, I got who ultimately won by Matt Riddle. Okay. Thanks, AT. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got some shit on Twitter because, like, all I, I I've never heard of the the hooligans, and when they came out, I was like, oh, there's fake Godwins here. Fuck this show, because they came out to like country sound and music, and they had all the, these suspenders, and people were like, no, the hooligans are awesome. Shut up. And I was like, okay, well, they just look like fake Godwins. What do you want me to tell you? Um. I mean, maybe they should update their look a little bit. Hey, who doesn't love, like, shoeless fat guys who do a lot of flips? I mean, I didn't know they did. All I knew when they came out was that they looked like the Godwins. That was it. So, I have no... Nothing against shoeless... I didn't know they did fucking flips. I forget. I don't remember. Was their uncle or Uncle Leo? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which helped, great. which helped the Godwin comparison. Um, I just yes. that the one dude has the anarchy tattoo on his hand and the weed pot leaf tattoo on his arm on the same arm (laughs) that's pretty good um that's what he likes yeah and i don't know i mean this is this was like the match where i really like checked out honestly i'm not a big fan of like just crowd brawling and it just went on it felt like it was going on forever Uh, 
you probably shouldn't do crowd brawling if there's like 30 people in the building. I want to keep the camera away from the audience. That was a lesson they did not learn for the main event either. Um, also, didn't like Brendan, what the fuck his name is, he looked like the ultimate, like just a dude on the show. Like he just looked like a guy walked off the street and got on a wrestling show just between his general look and like his non attire attire. Um, but yeah, he did a lot of talking in this, I feel like. He uh, he like slips and falls during either the beginning of the match or the end of the match. I think it was like right like, the, yeah, the beginning. At the people end. not to post on Twitter that he did that because it would be really embarrassing for him. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that went on forever, by the way. Just him. We, we had like a long camera shot of him art telling random people in the front row who looked like they couldn't possibly care less about Dredden or whether or not he fell. Like, multiple, like they may have actually not even noticed. They may have been, like, on their phones or something. So, I, I'm um, working on a joke about, like, you could see the plants on the hard cam, but there weren't enough plants in the audience. I don't know. I'm not getting there. <laughs> Just imagine that joke worked out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, like, Dredden kept slapping Power or Paro around, and was there, like, a reason why Paro was, like, taking the shit from him? That was just kind of their dynamic. Like he was his, like his monster guy that he controlled or whatever. It, they, they they tweaked it a little bit when they came into evolve, but that was the ACW thing. I uh, I okay. ran into uh, Perot in New Orleans, and I was like, "Hey, is it Perro or Perot?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> All right. It actually, I it's a great bit. He did the same thing to us in the DMs when we were hosting Everything Evolved. I like spelled it out like I asked that question like by spelling the name out phonetically twice, and then he just wrote back, "It's Paro," but he just like spelled his name with like no emphasis and no hyphens or anything like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. What about that? He's cool. <laughs> Very cool. So it's him and Odinson. That's the the team going to All Japan. Yes. He, yes. Okay. Odinson is actually pretty good. Why is Power not pretty good? No, he is good, but Odinson is like somebody who I think uh, I think he's young, and so I think he like has actual potential uh, into the future. I think Perot's a little older. Okay. Well, they're both going to be in All Japan, so I'll see them wrestle. I hope I didn't feel like I was burying Perot because he's... In All Japan tag great. division where it's like mostly like large beefy dudes like hitting each other really hard, I, I think they'll They'll do pretty good, probably. Yeah, yeah so it'll be fun. I like I like the All Japan Tag Division, so excited to watch that. Um, but yeah, this was just a match to me. This was like way too long and way too much crowd brawling for my taste. Any other thoughts on the FIP Tag Team Titles? There were matches on the show. <laughs> yes. No, no one got any thoughts on this. All right, so the I, FIP. I was here for the comedy, not the wrestling. Okay. The FIP World Heavyweight title match, I, I, which, first of all, that was comedy. This is the World Heavyweight title. Wait. A full Impact Pro. A promotion I'm Wasn't not even this... sure he's ever run outside of Florida. Huh? Wasn't this where Timothy Barr said that, like, you know that Okada? This was where he said the Okada. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. And this blew, this blew that right out of the fucking water. And then after everyone like immediately booed, he was like, I'm entitled to my own fucking opinion. So that was good. Sorry. <laughs> I just saw that my notes. It seemed like a key point. 
you sneer at this being a world title, but Goshi Ozaki and Masaki Mochizuki did hold the FIP World Heavyweight Championship. That is true, I guess. Good point. Got him. Yeah. yeah don't ever at... disrespect <laughs> the WWN looking, Universe in Jake's presence. <laughs> I'm looking at the list, and they, they refuses to take that. They did run Newburgh, New York in 2011. And that I mean, there are some fucking names on this list. That appears to have been the only time they ever ran outside of Florida. It was that one show in 2011. Yo, but like, look at this title. It's it's like Homicide, Brian Danielson, Roderick Strong, Go Shiozaki, Tyler Black. It, it used to be like the second, this Baby weird Richards. secondary Ring of Honor thing. Misaki Mochizuki, John Moxley. This is a lit. I mean, there's some champions here. Yeah, Tyler so. Black. <laughs> Respect wow. to the Trumperetta. The title. Put the premier athlete brand. Put some respect on the FIP World Heavyweight Title. Sure. Um, but yeah, so Fred Ye- Ye- Fred Yehai, right? Yehai. Yeah, how high is it? That whole thing. Um, he was defending against Teddy Stigma. Freddy, Freddy is a guy I've liked when I've seen him, but again, I've seen him like twice in my whole life. He's a guy, right? When he left, he left WWN and just has kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I think he's living in Germany, like teaching and working with WXW right now. Oh. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what he's doing right now. Let me say, yeah, you're right. He is. He did, was just in WXW a bunch. Uh, anyway, well, that's cool. I, it's revealed I don't watch WXW, I guess. Um, but yeah, so he seems he seemed good. Good. Um, this was good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it, I wrote down something like the match was like fine. I would go like probably like three and a quarter or something, which probably made it like the best thing on this show by like a mile. Um, I, I it was good. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Finish, too. I like the the Koji clutch with the barbed wire in his face. This is cool. Yeah. You know? There's not a lot to be about to say about like a, a pretty good match. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, on this it's, show of all things, like whatever, it was pretty good. It was better than Omega and Okada, you know. Um, <laughs> obviously. Oh no, no, it was better than Omega Okada three. I gave that. I gave that to a star better. Officially. Officially. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this this was fine. Anyone else have thoughts on the FIP title match? I literally don't. <laughs> Come on, Tabe. Give me a thought. I got nothing. You got nothing. All right. Yeah. So it's a match that happened. Yeah. And then the main event, the oh, this is also where like the so the guy starts like apologizing, I guess. Um for the Okada Omega remark, but then he's like, "Never mind, it's not an apology." I don't remember what he says exactly, but like he, it's a story. The previous match, the match of the year, because this was the match of the year. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, the exact quote was, uh, "Yeah, Dave Meltzer's got six stars. Well, Timothy Bars got ten. <laughs> that match and that fucking match rocked." <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. So that's the quote. So yeah. The Timothy Barr scam. Yeah. And then we've we've made it to the main event. We did it. Timothy Barr has a job on weekly TV right now. Does he what where is that? 
Yeah, he's the MLW guy. He's a good uh, ring announcer. He's legitimately yeah. good at announcing. Yeah. yeah. Like and then like the way that like like Bobby Cruz is good, you know. Oh, Bobby Cruz is way better than Timothy Barr. I mean, that's it's like Michael Jordan is way better than Kobe. Like Bobby Cruz is like the goat for me. But I think Timothy Barr is really good. I think he does a great job. Mm. <laughs> he does a great job. Like Aaron, Aaron doesn't want to say it. Fucking hate him, actually. Like he's, he's got a strong voice. I don't he's know. Got a I'm good voice. Yeah. yeah. He does. He does too much. Man. Gimmick is whatever, but like, I love this gimmick because it's insane. I liked him better on this show than I've ever liked him in Evolve. Really? Yeah, like a lot better. I thought he was entertaining on this show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Lego. Sure, buddy. All right. Like, is going it, on like right in now. comparison to Joanna Rose, or is it just like a. No, it's just like he uh, comes across to me on uh, Evolved shows or wherever else I've seen him as just like totally uh, lacking any sort of charisma or presence. And here it was like, oh, this dude has like a personality. Yeah, not, just not a good one. Uh, <laughs> so the main event. Eight-man tag team match. Uncle John's friends, A.R. Fox, Darby Allen, Dave Chris, and Sammy Callahan with Priscilla Kelly defeat the Alliance to end Uncle John Mania. Desmond Xavier, Jason Cade, Jason the Gift King Cade, and Sammy Guevara with Aria Blake in 1806, which I can tell you because this match, for some reason, is the only match on Cage match to get a match time. I don't know what made this one worthy of it and the others not, but there you go. Um... Yeah, I was, uh, the first thing I can tell you about this show is, like, a bunch of dudes, like, climb into, like, a dark attic, <laughs> where, like, I don't know how to describe it, like, a, it's, like, another floor, but, like, the cameraman does not follow, so neither us nor the fans in attendance can see them fighting, <laughs> and I'm just, like, this, this is, like, some... You get sort of out of nowhere 619, like, around, like, the rafters, and then you get the, the couple of big dives off the... You get the dives, but I just I just like that that shot. There's, like, a 30-second shot of, like, just a wall. Like, you can't see what is actually... There's nothing you can see that's going on. It's just, like, a shot of a wall, and you're, like, vaguely aware there's fighting going on above it, but it's just a shot of a wall. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. This is, like... This is in the zone again where I was like, you know, the show kind of broke me a long time ago and I'm just like kind of tuned out. So did anybody notice anything interesting in the actual like early part of the match? Early yeah, mid, this, I guess. I know, for me, this match like saves the show, right? Like this gets an F, this this match gets an F-I-P chant of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like definitely authentic F-I-P action. When I think of like the brand and what it means this is just like quintessential fip stuff <laughs> i love that they were just like well we have eight guys we can just do dives all the like we have so many people to catch us like let's do like 15 consecutive like dives to the outside or like top turnbuckle moves to the outside or like dives off a balcony onto like a pile of people like they were like i i just i don't know I, I feel like they were like, it's 45 degrees. We have nothing else. Like, <laughs> let's just do these dives. They do, they do a lot of dives. It's very true. Yeah, and so there's like, there's no one here. Everyone knows the show sucks. They could have done nothing, but instead they did everything, you know? 
There's a sequence, I think, towards the end that I typed out because it was like it's one of the most incredible sequences I've ever watched, honestly. Jason Cade like gives Dave Christ a Canadian destroyer jumping from the apron into the ring. Then he picks him up and gives him what the announcers call a Tiger Driver 91, which really looks more like a, he was going for a pedigree and botched it and just dropped him straight down his head and almost broke his neck. And then he does, it does not go for cover. And he goes up to the top rope and hits like a huge splash off the top. And he covers Dave Crest and Dave Crest like kicks out like he just took like a clothesline. <laughs> like it's gonna take more than that to defeat <laughs> of Style Battle episode one. Canadian Destroyer, Tiger Driver 91, humongous top rope splash all in a row. It's like one, two. Oh yeah, he's out. Okay. I'm just like, wow. He just kicked out of like every fucking move in a row. It was awesome. But yeah, John, there's this um concept in wrestling. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called um fighting spirit. It's this thing they do in Japan. <laughs> I've so, never yeah, I seriously yeah. have never seen anything like that. I don't know. I watch a lot of Japanese wrestling, but like Dave Chris didn't kick out of it like he was like fighting through the pain or like no selling. He kicked out of it like he had just like taken a clothesline and was casually getting back to his feet. It was really like bizarre how how little he cared about like almost getting killed. Basically. It was really weird. But it was all that made it awesome, honestly. So as long as we all agree that it was awesome. Yeah, right. It was awesome. It was it was so fucking stupid. I don't know I don't remember if it got a this is awesome chance or not, but Oh it did. It's getting one for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it did it did get a this is awesome and then after the match it got a that was awesome chant. It should have gotten an F yeah F I P chant. <laughs> um true. I mean, there was a point that where I was really sick of this match and this show just wanted to be over. And like the moment I tweeted that it will never be over, AR Fox got the pen. So thank you to AR Fox. And then they talked some more about how they all know Uncle John. Wait, and do we do we do we mention the best sequence in the whole match? I, I, I probably not. So go ahead. Yeah, there's a sequence where all four of them like do Yakuza. So there's like four guys lined up on each side and they're all facing each other. And then they all do a Yakuza kick to each other, to like one other guy at the same time and they all fall down. And then they get up and then do that ex- exact same thing a second time. Like they do the Yakuza kicks, they all fall down and then they all pop back up and like Yakuza kick each other again and they all fall down. Yeah, it's really stupid, but you know, stupid good. Yeah, I just love that. I thought it was... uh I mean, I I really did rewind that that those three moves in a row. I think I rewound that like ten times. So that was my highlight. I just like couldn't believe what I was watching. But um, but that that fucking that pedigree or tiger driver, whatever. That was just like you could have fucking died. I was fucking sick, and he just goes up to the top, and it's a splash, and he just kicks out like it's nothing. Is this like is this just like a regular indie thing? Like I should. And that's why none of you are reacting to it. Like, you guys just drop each other in the neck all the time and just, like... I mean, not out, like... Yeah, like, it happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and also, I, like, in these, it's, like, last move counts only. <laughs> so, like, if it had ended... If the sequence had, like, ended on the tiger driver and he kicked out, you'd be like, wow, it's fucked up. But you're like, ah, oh, splash. You can kick <laughs> out the splash. 
that rolls. That's like, but that's like, like actually a gigantic like... splash though. Like he jumped super high. It was awesome. And it, it takes Tanahashi like... too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like you really don't understand psychology. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't get it. Sell, sell, sell. That's what yeah. I always say. <laughs> I kind of, I like, like, I, I wish Dave Chris had kicked out at one. That would have been the only thing that made it better. I mean, he kicked out so casually at two that I, that maybe that was better. But it would have been awesome to just kick out at one. Like, yeah, I just got up and just got But, um, but yeah. So this was this was cool, I guess. Yeah, it's it's been tough for me to really sort of like analyze wrestling lately. I used to get a lot of um, really good psychology lessons from Rip Rogers' Twitter feed, um, <laughs> but then he blocked me for suggesting that wrestling promotions should be uh, syndicalist and that the wrestlers should get to vote on who the booker is. And <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't appreciate it when I told him that like every cook can govern and every wrestler can book. And uh, he blocked me. <laughs> Classic. Well. Classic rip. <laughs> yeah. Love the rip. But then after the after the match, like I said, there was yet more talking. And they basically just recapped that. In case you didn't know, folks, if you were not yet sure if these people knew Uncle John, you knew after this. Because Darby Allen went around and asked everybody again. Which was really fucking funny. And that was the end of the show. I am absolutely dying to read like a uh, an oral history of the show. Like somebody, like Bix has to like track down everybody involved in this <laughs> and and do the uh, authoritative oral history of how it all came to be. Yeah, that could be a Deadspin thing. Yeah, yeah. Does, Does Bix, Bix listen to the show? show? <laughs> I follows me on Twitter. I have no idea if he listens to the show or not. Okay, well, I'll tweet at him. Yeah, yeah. he needs to do it. Uh, but any any final thoughts on FIP Everything Burns 2017? I just really want to thank Jake for uh, making me watch this show. I uh, had a great time watching it. I want to I want to not do that because I had a <laughs> terrible time watching it. it. It fucking sucked, and I could have watched Stardom instead. I just haven't watched much wrestling since G1 because it really like destroyed my brain. And uh, so this made me happy. And then what do you think, Tabe? Um, Can I ask if you're doing that on purpose? It's Tab, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I, uh, <laughs> I have to call me... on purpose, have not doing okay. it on purpose. People can call me whatever they want. Um, pretty laid back guy. You know. Tabe! Got, got some enemies right now. You know, firing at me. A lot of friends, a lot of enemies. Yeah, absolutely. That's me. So in any event, um, I think the show was like very stupid, but it was good. It was fun. I mean, I think like today I was like, I watched, I watched it in two parts and the, like watching the second half when you're like, man, I really like have work I need to get done is like, you're kind of like, I'm watching, you know, Fred Yehi versus Teddy Stigma. And I'm going to have to like wake up early tomorrow to like do my job. That was a moment where I was like, this is, I've made some life choices, you know? Yeah, but, that, but I, that was the exact same thing I had last night too, watching this, which is, I think why people were like surprised I hated as much as I did, but it's like, I was at work all day and I'm tired 
and I'd rather be watching something I actually want to watch. And instead, for some reason, I'm watching this fucking show. So yeah, I worked. I had I didn't take depositions today, and I worked until uh, eight, just getting ready for the depositions, and then spent the next two hours watching this show, <laughs> and I still loved it. Well, I mean, you guys, we have very different tastes, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch Momo Watanabe fight right now. I don't really want to watch this. Uh, we all love Momo. Sometimes I just want something really dumb. And this, uh, <laughs> no, it certainly fit the bell. Yeah. When I win the 2019 draft, we'll watch whatever the second FIP. Yeah. So, so we, we got to watch CCW Nights 2015. That's that. I'll I'll leave that for 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 Kevin to do his <laughs> whatever his show is. Um. But do you have any final thoughts, Jake? As the man who put me through this suffering. Uh, yeah, I'd like to first off say you're welcome to the errands, uh, to you and to the listeners. Okay. So, did you enjoy watching the show again? Yeah, I I, I had fun with it when it when it first aired, uh, back back in 2017, and then I watched it again. I actually subscribed to Club WWN uh, just to watch the show again <laughs> for this show a couple weeks ago. You're welcome, Gabe. So. I did that then, and then I watched it again today. Uh, I watched like, it on. I watched it. Would like to know. I watched it on Jake's account. So Gabe, if you want to come sue us, I guess you can do that. But I did not watch this legally or fairly. I did not pay for it. So I need to give Thoros mine so he can watch it before this show comes out. Um. But yeah. So. So yeah, I'll see you guys in 2019 for FIP Ascension. Yeah. So fucking, this show fucking sucked, and I hated it, but. It was funny, so I can't really complain. Look, I would, I would much rather watch this than like if somebody wanted to be like, let's watch Backlash again. I would like I, that person would get banned from the show. I think so. At least this was this was only two hours and fifteen minutes, and and funny bad. I mean, actually, Backlash is pretty funny bad too. I think about it, but it just it, this is a lot shorter. So at least that was nice. Uh, let's get to some questions because we did get a few. If you listed your questions, um, first of all, we have one from um, at the near zone. What do you? What did you do to Oakgan to make them assign you to the, to do this? Thanks, John. Um, I don't know what I did to Oakgan to make him assign me this. I guess that's a question really more for Oakgan. So, sir, what did I do to you? Um, this is just how I treat my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's actually the sweetest answer. Thank you. Um, another person at K O L D P T is why a valid question? Yes, it's a very valid question. <laughs> there you go, Kevin, friend of the show at Doriki Noy. Do you know Uncle John? No, I do not. I don't know what it means. I don't think the thing that confused me the most was that. I asked people after I watched the show, like, do they ever explain what that means? And the answer I got was no. So apparently, whatever the fuck Uncle John means or who he is or whatever, like, it just is never explained. So this is where me and the Aaron's announced that we know Uncle John and we jump you. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, Uncle John DM'd us to say he was a big uh, Evolve pothead. Okay, sure. <laughs> Do you think there was actually a plan for it to be somebody? Yeah, yeah, there was. Okay. 
Enough who would have known have said it's I don't know if it's Darby's actual uncle or just some guy that he calls Uncle John, but it's like some extremely weird guy that he knows that they were going to bring in because he's this very colorful character. I see. So it's not going to be a Johnny Polo or somebody else, that same guy, uh, KLDPT theorized. But um, at LU Tang underscore secret, uh, do you know, do you think the show was better or worse attended, both number and quality? than your average NXT Largo Loop show. I assume it was worse. I mean, how the fuck could that could Largo Loop... The quality of fan here was much better. That's true. I don't, I'd never... Like, what? Who, who goes to Largo Loop? Like, other than that, that guy who covers it for figure four... J.J. Like, Williams. And like, like, like... And I guess some other random people. I don't know. I feel like JJ Williams, WON. This is one of the few wrestling shows I've seen where, like, the heckling is actually funny. Yeah, that that woman who heckles it shows is like, gosh, shut the hell up. But this, (laughs) you feel like you're on a journey with them when you watch. I want that that woman who heckles the show should have been, like, a a regular character. Like, they should have brought her into the ring as, like, the manager. So, or the general manager, I mean. Um, So, at Oyster's Earrings. Where does Ito rank coming third in the DT general election rank on the scale of all ter- all time historical injustices? I'm gonna turn to my DT expert panel. Um, what do you, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, as the DDT expert here, I'm just gonna jump in. Yeah, Maki Ito um, definitely should have been higher. Sometimes she says she wants to die. That's a thing you know we all know about her. And to me, that's relatable. So definitely, I think she should be higher. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing her mix it up, you know, Mania Weekend with my big fave, Shigahiro Irie. Um, <laughs> you know. I, when you fucking said that on that show, I was like dying laughing. It is not every day you hear a podcast where someone pronounces Japanese names worse than I do and worse than Joe Lanza does. But you managed to pull it off. So congratulations. That's his name. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Takashita Enzo Endo. You know, it's gonna be lit. Um, gonna be lit. You know, there's just a lot of great DDT talent right now, and I love them all. So you can see why Maki Ito came in third, but really she should have won. Yo, who won the that thing? Uh, Mas- Masahiro Takanashi. Mm, another one of my faves. Yeah, should have yeah, been the big I, dog, obviously. <laughs> he he was not in the election. What? Because he's never there. Oh, yeah. So. I should have asked AT since he is the, <laughs> He's the expert. Yeah, right now. but they did. So they did say the top, the top seven are coming, folks. To the uh, they're the first people announced as coming to the DDT coming to America show. Wait, and if you haven't heard who that top seven is, it is Masa Takanashi, Akito, Maki Izo, Harashima, Dice Cases, Endo. And Don Chocudino. So Don Chocudino is coming to America, folks. Wait, does that mean I should expect that uh, Ishikawa is not coming? Um, well, you should expect Ishikawa is not coming because it's the same time as the Champion Carnival. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Homer. Yeah. Do are you are you guys going to the show? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to do WWN all day on Thursday. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. I'm not going to evolve. 
<laughs> I am not doing any fucking evolve. Whoa. You don't want to see Kona Reeves and that—that that was a and um, joke slash uh, a pitiful shout out. Okay. I gotta just someone's you know. I need to hire security in case you know Matha's there. It's yeah, coming to beat me up. I guess unless Matha wants to get fucked up, then I'll show up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm also doing WWM all day. Um, I'm going to their super their super show too because I assume DT people will be on it. But I was not that happy with the NXT Double A thing, and it made me regret some of my decisions. But what are you gonna do? But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty happy with that first seven. Like, as long as you bring over more people, that's a that's a good group. So I don't know. But we did 33 podcast episodes about Evolve. So who do you think is uh, really regretting their decisions? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm kidding. Yeah. At Private Eyeball said, would you like me to send you some bleach so you can wash out your eyes? Uh, no, it's okay. Um, at Epitasis. All these people should watch the show Epitasis. instead of judging the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is Nate, by the way. If he they want to borrow this... my WWN account, I've probably still got like three more weeks on it before it lapses. So, all right. Um, is this not the most memorable performance by a ring announcer you've ever seen? Um, excuse you. The the Tokyo Joshi Pro ring announcer puts way more effort into her ring outfit, and she is my favorite. So, uh, I'm really wait. That was Nate. That was Nate. Yeah. Oh well, he and I are gonna have to talk. Obviously, every performance by Joanna Rose and Scarlett Bordeaux was better. This is messed up because Nate tried to claim to me in a DM once that he was a bigger Scarlett Bordeaux fan than I am, and this proved <laughs> that he's a liar. He, I, I, it's been a, like a gimmick of his, Scarlett, like following Scarlett around for like many years, as long as I've known him. Not in a weird way. And now he's no, betrayed her, just like a normal way. Yeah. Uh, Skyler at twitter.com if this show is not good bad then what is a good bad show I, I mean I guess it is good bad it was funny it's not like sitting there watching like fucking extreme rules and wanting to like kill yourself but Skyler's right you now it was good bad I feel like this show to me only drags when the matches are kind of good like the first <laughs> hour is a breeze and the second hour is like I don't know. I, that, an all ordeal. That talk, all that talking, I did not like. But. Yeah, I mean, for me, the problem with the show is just that like wrestling sucks. It's better when they just talk. Yeah. They just talk all the time. <laughs> I, did, I had the opposite problem, I guess. But um, and okay, fun, at Funky SDG, choose your MVP: Priscilla Kelly, Timothy Barr, The Plants, Gabe Zapolsky. I have to go with The Plants. Timothy Barr, man, he gets my no. vote. The pl- I could not stop looking at the plants. It's my, it was my favorite thing. It's definitely Timothy Barr for okay. sure. Did He's- we talk about Priscilla Kelly doing the thing where it looked like she was having sex with the uh, ring um, turnbuckle? She did do that, and then also like during Anthony Henry's entrance, he did kind of like a like simulating oh, yeah. anal with his girlfriend thing yeah. too. There was a lot of that on the show. I feel really bad for her. I feel like. Uh... She should not have been. She should not have had to do what she did on this show. <laughs> Priscilla Kelly's want to like hump the the bottom turnbuckle at one point, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It was like, okay. Um, and that's all the questions. So thank you for sending in your very, uh, those very good questions, everybody. Really appreciate it. Um, except Nate. Except Nate. So, folks, I guess we can get out of here. Um, this will be among the shorter episodes of. I was going to say, it's 90 minutes the shortest omakase of all time. Yeah, probably. And I think we've had some 91 ones. But did we did we start at eight? I think this is under 90 minutes, so. Like, it might be more like an hour and 20 or something, so. It was. It might be the shortest one ever. We definitely had some 90-minute shows. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. The PWG one I did, I think I only went an hour. Because, you know, God bless both the guests. They're very nice. I like them both on Twitter. But, like, halfway through the episode, I was just like, I have nothing to say about PWG. And I just got like, I was like, we, this is not in, interesting for me. But uh, again, if they happen to hear this, very, very nice dudes. And I appreciate them coming on my show, but just was not into that. Um, but I guess that would do it. Um, I, I would say plug your podcast, Aaron's, but apparently there is not a podcast well, to plug. Um, We plugged it on our show, but... uh. Well, a couple of things. So, firstly, my Twitter handle is at aptab, a p t a. I believe it's a p a p tabe. A p tabe, however you want to pronounce it. Thank you. Just, just spell my name right, you know. Um, and so, I just have a lot of great posts that I do all the time. So you can just follow them there. Um, we still have our old Twitter account. We're still posting sometimes. People want to scrap with us on Twitter. Um, you know, at Evolve Pod. We'll have news. We're working on a new show idea. So if you wanna want the fastest, hottest updates at Evolve Pod. And then last but not least, uh Tuesday, November sixth, uh it's the midterm elections. Um <laughs> please go vote. I mean I know I know that it's not enough. It's not the only thing you should do. Really join your local chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Tell them Aaron Taub sent you, you know, I'll get you in. And, uh, you know, just uh, make sure you vote because uh, things are bad and voting is a way to make things marginally less bad. Hell yeah. Uh, make sure you follow me at Aaron like the car. Uh, go back and listen to our last episode of Evolve. Our Pop. last 33 episodes. Well, yeah, for sure. Listen to the whole run. Yeah. But if you can't do that, at least listen to episode 33. It's a good listen. I uh, I cry on the episode. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to plug. So Yeah, one thing that I, I think would be good is if anyone, you know, wants to start a podcast, an idea is you could just go show by show and review every episode of Everything Evolves. <laughs> that's like, a great yeah. idea. You'd only have to, and then you have only a small commitment, 33 episodes, and um i mean they could do what i do for sailor moon and do three per episode so right you'd be done in 11 apps yeah that's a great idea yeah (laughs) you ever thought about doing like a like a like a commentary track for like the first episode where you just kind of play it softly and talk over it the whole time (laughs) (laughs) well now we're thinking about that it'd be like yes this is uh this is where you went wrong Designed to review Revolve Wrestling. I cannot, oh God, I can't imagine going back and listening to episode one. That sounds horrific. <laughs> uh, well, but folks, you, you can do it at home. 
if you want to. If you want to hear them when they're full of hope and full of joy for the future before Gabe Zapolsky kicked out of them, you can do that. Uh, also, AB, should we should we do a trial balloon for the show we're thinking about trying to do? Sure. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. Oh, you want me to talk about it? Yeah. So here's our idea. Give us some feedback if this is something you're interested in. Uh, what we want to do is have a show where we talk about, we have guests on, and we talk about one piece of political theory and one or two wrestling matches. The gimmick is that we would have one guest for both. So we'd have wrestling uh, adjacent people who would have to talk about political theory. And then we hope to have some uh, political theorists on, I don't know, who uh, would also have to watch wrestling matches and talk about wrestling. So <laughs> that's that's the gimmick. Sounds fun. Um, I assume All right, so John invite... doesn't like it. No, I like <laughs> it. I was going to say, I assume my invite is in the mail. Sure. All right. Of course. Talk about some whatever the hell you want to talk. More, not more FIP, hopefully. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. yeah. FIP Ascension. Yeah, uh, yeah. The first episode, we were definitely thinking, yeah, um, FIP Ascension, Rosa Luxemburg's uh, revolution or reform, um, uh, Donald Trump's uh, art of the deal. Art of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jake, do you got anything to plug? No. <laughs> you want to plug your Twitter at least? Not really. Everyone listening to this knows who I am by now, probably. So. Wow, big time day. Big spender. Wow. <laughs> Spending that Twitter capital. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jake is at Ogan, everybody. That's his Twitter handle. Uh, you can follow us on at WrestleOmakase. Not wrestling. Wrestling does not fit. And you can follow us along on you can or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can rate and review us. We recently got our first review, which was half just talking shit about the Voice of Wrestling flagship, but <laughs> I appreciate it still. And yeah, we had a we have a good time on this show. So if you're just parachuting in for um, everything evolves post talk <laughs> about. You know, we'll have a more guest, more wrestling. I don't know. This, I, I can't decide if it's going to be like our best numbers or like our worst numbers ever. That's what I'm trying to like decide in my head. Like, is this going to be a ton of new listeners or is this going to be like like 10 people? <laughs> That's, but I guess we'll, either Aaron, way. Aaron and I are really hot right now. So, That's yeah. True. Yeah, way, I feel like I feel like it'll be poorly listened to, but it would have been more poorly listened to if you had us. <laughs> That's but, true. We're not like, we're not like hot, hot right now, but this is definitely, you know, this is definitely, we went out on top. It's our hot for sure. Well, no, we were hotter during the whole Gabe. Yeah, right, right, right. Gabe Gossi. Every, every, (laughs) every time we betray Evolve, you know. People love it, man. People people love it. Um, But yeah, so if you're just dropping in, stick around. Next week, I'm going to be joined by a first-time guest, my buddy Jasmine on Twitter. She got this uh, gig basically by being repeatedly very mean to me. So if you're wondering how you get a guest gig on this show, she's like, talk shit about me nonstop, basically. Um, But we're going to review New Japan Power Struggle. That's what we're going to do next week. And I hope you'll listen. 
So thank you as always for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.